Thank you, preacher. And I'm not sure what you mean about that big encouragement. That's, that's, uh, I'm trying to get rid of some of the big. So. All right. Take your Bibles. Mark chapter 6 this morning. First, let me say thank you so much for your kindness and the hospitality that you have shown your pastor. His wife has been so kind and gracious to us, and we appreciate it. We had him over to the trailer the other night, and the kids always enjoy uh, coming to our trailer and looking and uh, seeing what it is uh, that, that uh, a fifth wheel. You know, a lot of folks never been in a fifth wheel or anything, and and uh, we have a 40-foot fifth wheel that we travel in, live in, and uh, it, it really is the, the Lord blessed us with that, and it's a nice trailer. And so we had a over the other night, the uh, the focal area is always a strange area to me. It's the bathroom. Because our, our, our uh, facilities don't work like yours. They don't have a handle like... Did I say Matthew 6? I meant Mark 6, if you would. Mark chapter 6. I apologize. Mark chapter 6. But... Uh, we we enjoyed having them over, and uh, it's it's always funny when we uh, will have preachers and their uh, families over, and inevitably, uh, after they walk through and they see everything, this is what happens. It's about two minutes, and one of the kids said, "Can I go to the bathroom?" <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's fascinating to them, but anyway, we're glad to have them over and uh, and had a good time. And uh, I just appreciate so much, uh, Brother McMurtry, you and your family allowing us to come. And thank you for allowing me to preach in your pulpit. And I don't take that lightly. I know it's the Lord's pulpit, but it's yours also to guard and protect. And I appreciate the, the opportunity to be able to preach. And thank you so much. Hope that we have been a blessing and a help to you. Uh, if you didn't make it for Sunday school, uh, I apologize. Brother Renee was not ready for uh, all the questions that I had for him. and uh, But we had a good time anyway. Amen. Mark chapter 6. Let's stand in honor of reading God's Word this morning. Mark chapter 6. I'm going to start reading in verse 44, if you would. Mark chapter 6 and verse 44. Once you have that, say amen. Wave at me. Do something. Let me know you're there. All right? All right. I'm going to read. You follow along with me if you would. The Bible says this, And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. I think I'd get a little nervous about right then too. Amen. I see somebody walking across the water and uh, uh, I, I, I'd get a little nervous myself. The Bible says here, and I, I, again, I want you to get a hold of what's going on now. The Bible says they cried out. They, they were scared. 
That now, seriously, they were some scared fellows. They'd never seen anything like that. I don't know about you. I've never seen anybody walk on water. Amen. They thought, man, it's a ghost, and they were scared. Now, look at, if you would, verse fifty. For they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer; it is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. Verse 52, For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And I want to preach on this this morning. Just consider Him. Just consider Him. And let's pray. Father... Please, I need your help, Lord. Father, as we bow before you, we love you. We're so thankful, Lord, that you worked in our hearts in a way that caused us to call upon you as Savior. Lord, I do pray if there's someone that's not here, or that someone that's here that's not saved, God, that uh, you'd speak to their heart. Lord, that they'd realize they need a Savior and that You love them, that You provided Your Son in their stead. Holy Spirit of God, I pray that You'd come and fill me this morning. Direct my thoughts and my mind, my speech. Lord, help me to be a help and a blessing to Your people. God, please, we need to hear from You this morning. I need Your power as I preach. Fill me and use me, I pray now in Christ's name. Amen. And you can be seated. I I, I want you to kind of get the picture of what's going on here. I I read verse 44, if you would look back there. It kind of didn't fit in with the rest of the story. It's because it was the end of the previous story. And it says this, And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. So here's what... This happened. They, the disciples had told Jesus, hey, there's a lot of folks here, been preaching a long time, been teaching a long time. You need to send them away so that they can get something to eat. Because they're hungry and they're going to get weary. And Jesus said, wait a minute, why don't you feed them? They said, well, first place, we ain't got much money. He said, well, what do you have? So they looked around, and you know the story. They found five loaves and two fishes. And he brings that to them. And the Bible says this, Jesus took and he blessed it and he broke it. And 5,000 folks ate that Sunday off five loaves and two fishes. Amazing. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never seen anything like that take place. And and sometimes I think we kind of read the stories in the Bible and we just kind of read through them, but we don't really stop and grasp the reality of what just happened. The Bible, man, not only did they feed 5,000 with just five loaves and two fishes, now they took up 12 baskets full of fragments. As the leftovers. 
I don't know about you, I don't care for leftovers a whole lot, but all the men, y'all help me say amen right there. Y'all, you bunch of cowards, y'all don't want to get out of the Now, bless God, down in Texas, we shout and stuff like that, amen? So, I know we're up here in northern Illinois, and y'all act like you don't say amen, you don't say out, not, not emotional, down until the Bears or the Cardinals or somebody gets away, and you get out now, every once in a while, if y'all don't say amen, yeah, I'm going to amen myself. I'll sit down there. Hey, amen, but it's got that good preaching. I'll get back up and get back with it. All right? <laughs> but, but here's what happened. Man. I mean, they, they fed 5,000. Now they take up all the leftovers. And it's even more than what they started out with. The Bible says this, that Jesus then tells the fellas, I want y'all to get in the boat, go to the other side. So they get in the boat. They go to the other side. The Bible says now he's up the mountain alone praying. And and we see, a, a, if you will, just a quick picture of his divinity. The Bible says as he's praying, he sees them toiling and rowing. Yet they're out in the middle of the sea there. So physically, he doesn't really see them. But he does spiritually. He, he, because of his divinity, he knows what's going on with him. The Bible says this, so he's told them, I'm going to meet you on the other side. So he takes off, he finished praying, and he begins to walk across the sea. The Bible says it's a wind blowing, kind of stormy uh, night. As they see him walking, they think, that's a ghost. They get scared. The Bible says they cried out. Let's be honest. Wouldn't y'all have done the same thing? Amen. How many of y'all have ever seen God? I'm glad you didn't raise your hand. Ain't nobody in here seen God. If you did, it's just too much uh, onions and cheese on your pizza. <laughs> uh, uh, we haven't seen God. Those folks that today say they've seen God, they're not telling the truth. They haven't seen Him. The Bible's clear about that. But then here they see Jesus now. God in the flesh. And he's walking on the water across the sea, waves and all that. Man, they get scared. I'd be scared too. Amen. Wouldn't you be? Y'all say amen. Out there. Amen. Hey, y'all know saying amen is like saying sick them to a bulldog. <laughs> amen. It helps in the preaching. Hey, amen. Now, okay. is that right, Brother Tommy? I'll help you. Want some fellas say amen? <laughs> so. He, he goes walking out. And the Bible says he would have passed by. But when they cried out, and I thank God for this, he, the Bible says this, he spoke to them immediately. Listen, hey, let me just stop and say this. Not part of the message, but listen, when you get scared, you call out to him, he'll be there. That's what kind of God he is. And he, listen, he's in love with us. No matter what's going on, when you're his child and you got troubles and you call out, I'm telling you, he'll snuggle up to you right now. And he won't hesitate. Thank God for this, that we have a God like that. Amen. Amen. He gets in the boat with them, though. And they, they're just beside themselves. I mean, the Bible says this. They were sore amazed beyond measure. Now, listen. Help me out. Does God lie or is he an exaggerator? 
says. What an indictment. Let me read verse 51 with it. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measured and wondered. Look at this. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. What an indictment. They, they've just left. I mean, they, they just left. They what? 5,000 men were fed with five loaves, two fishes, took up all these leftovers, and that quick they forgot about it. That fast. How many times, folks, have we gotten in some kind of situation? Man, we know what God's done before, but that fact we forgot all of that and now we're wondering and we're sore made because we forgot what he had already done before and that fact I want to just take that thought this morning on considering that, that thought considering is this it, 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 if you will the, the meaning is, is technically this, to put together. In other words, he, he's saying this, and this is what I want you to do, and, and this is what the disciples should have done here. They should have reasoned out. Remember that what he said over in Isaiah? Come now, let us reason together. Say, well, hey, God's for reasoning. Yeah, you can sit down and talk with him and look at it. You can challenge him. He doesn't mind that. He said, I'll reason with you. But he said, that, that's what he's talking about when he says to consider. To put it together, to, to sit down and think about it, and, and, and bring it all together, if you will, and, and consider. He said, man, they had forgotten to consider the loaves. Now I want to just take that thought for a second and first ask you this this morning. Have you considered who he is? I mean, when the trials of life come, when the, uh, I mean, the circumstances and the situations, every one of us been met, whether it's some kind of health issue, whether it's some family situation, whether it's something, uh, uh, some financial situation. Man, we've all had, had times where uh, we, we've just stopped and thought, oh my, what am I going to do now? How in the world are we going to ever get through all of this? Have you stopped first and just Consider who he is. Remember, yonder in Genesis 1 1, it, it starts out the whole thing. It just says this in the beginning, God. 
and considering who he is. He's just God. I mean, you stop and look around. The book of Romans tells us this. We go out in nature and look. We can see him. All this stuff didn't just happen. I mean, I, and I uh, challenge folks many times using my watch as an illustration. Man, if I took this thing all apart and I had, had all the pieces in my hand, I just kind of shook it up and threw it up in the air and bam, it lands on the floor. And, and would we expect it to come out like this? No. You know what it takes to get a watch like this? I ain't asking you for Sometimes we can't even explain. We don't understand. Why is this happening? And we want to cry out and say, God, why? I, I, I remember it. I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. I saw my brother T.C. had cancer. My wife's had cancer twice. And I remember the first time she had cancer, we were sitting in a hospital. The, uh, a fellow walks in, got a white coat on. You assume he's a doctor, but he didn't introduce himself. He didn't say hi. He, he, I mean, he walks in, sits down on the end of the bed, and he looks at my wife, and I'm standing there, and he says, Ma'am, you have a malignant tumor. This cancerous. Still breaks my heart today. I mean, you could not be over with a thing. Tears just begin to roll. <laughs> my wife's got cancer. Oh, what do I do now? I wasn't even working. I didn't have any insurance. I didn't have anything. God, what am I going to do? Like this, just consider him. Not only is he God the Creator, he's the God of grace. He's the God of mercy. I think far too often, but Tommy, sometimes we just forget. Even though we've seen these great things, we forget who He is. We forget the greatness of His power. We look at the miracles in the Bible and we just almost think that, you know, that's some kind of story that's just being told to kind of capture our attention or to get some thought across. No, I'm telling you, no. It's not just a thought. He's the God of all the miraculous. Right. He's the God of mercy. The one that loves us this morning. I'll never be able to explain it, neither will you. How he could love us so dearly. 
Let's be honest. We don't deserve that. Amen. And what we deserve is hell. He's a God of mercy. And let's be honest. He's not only God creator, the God of mercy and of grace, but He's the judge that is to be feared. And consider that. Consider Him as the judge to be feared. I'm convinced that in our society today, amongst Christians, we've forgotten that He's to be feared. Listen, I'm convinced a healthy dose of the fear of God will change the way you and I live. It'll change some of the things that come out of our mouth if we've got to remember that, hey, I'm going to stand before Him and give an account for every idle word, it says. Listen, it's affected the way I dress, the way I act, the things I say, and the deep things I do, the places I go. Because I know one day, He's the judge. For salvation? No, Jesus took care of that on the cross. But Christian, you and I are going to give an account for our lives. Our works. He's a judge to be feared. And stop and think. Stop and consider this morning. Who is He? These fellas had forgotten so easily. They had forgotten so quickly. But... But we ought to stop and, and just kind of put our thoughts together. Wait a minute. Who is He? He's the Creator. He's a God to be feared. The God of mercy and grace. Can I say this this morning? He's our protector and our provider. <laughs> well, I like that. Say amen right there. Amen. Man. You have need this morning? He's a provider. Hey, the truth is, He's told us there's not anything He'd withhold from His children. In fact, it does say this, you have not because you ask not. I think sometimes we forget that He's our provider and we look to the boss man instead. Look to the nowadays is looking to the government. Amen. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, you, you, uh, please don't get mad at me, but I don't think Social Security has helped anybody. It's caused us to depend on the government. Amen or not? I, I know you older folks. Please don't crucify me. But what happened? It's caused us not to depend on God. He's our provider. And He's our protector. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of times and situations that I've been in in life where personally I fear for myself and for my wife. For our life. And I have to be honest, we go some places sometimes that uh, you, you don't leave you. I noticed you leave you, there's a lot of folks leave their doors unlocked around here. That's out knocking doors this way. Man, doors just be wide open. I think. And are they nuts? 
people leave lawnmowers out in the parking lot. Are you crazy? <laughs> I thought you'd be gone where I'm from. <laughs> you couldn't even get out of the parking lot. They'd be Listen, I, I'm telling you, I, in Pasadena, Texas, where I'm from, I sure there last 10 years, two air conditioners sold it in a matter of three months. They came in, picked up, I mean, cut it off, cut the copper right there at the wall, picked up the air conditioner, and off they went. Two of them in three months. And and if we weren't the only church in town that it, the air conditioner had been stolen. When I called the police and they came out, they said, yeah, it's a rash of that going on. I'd be scared to go steal from a church. I'm trying to say, listen, there's some scary places that you might end up. Thank God, he's our protector. Thank God, he's the provider. You know, he, he said this in John 14. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And I say this morning, He's the heavenly Father. Who is He? He's your heavenly Father if you say You ever thought about that? I don't know about you, but I had a great dad. I trust he see kind of remind me of my dad. He was well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to say the word out loud and change it. I looked up at Brother Eric You look back at Renee. Good. <laughs> 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 
But as much as my dad loved me, I got a heavenly father. Have you considered him who he is? He should, the Bible says this, he's our Abba Father. He's our dad. Let's consider quickly, consider what he's done. Not only who he is, but let's consider for a moment what he's done. First up, you stop and man, we ought to think of others. You ever seen God work in somebody else's life? I mean to just to bring them through maybe some trial that they're going through. I've seen God heal folks. I mean, uh, amazing work. They, the, the doctors say, man, you, you've got this or that, got this tumor or you got that uh, illness. And, and, and then you go back to the doctor and it's gone. I don't know about you. I can't explain that kind of stuff. Only one way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's been situations that I've seen folks go through financially. Man, they, they, they got nothing. And, and, and they talk about how that, that, you know, they just prayed that God provided for them. Man, I can tell you, I remember when I was in Bible college, Brother Tom, and I was broke. I was working at UPS. I had to be up and, and uh, to work by 3.30 in the morning. And all I had was a watch. And it had the little luminous stuff on there. And no electricity. It, it was off. I didn't have any money. I had one box uh, of uh, macaroni and cheese. In the in the cabin, that's all I had. No alarm clock, anything. I'd wake up every once in a while, drill up real close to my watch, trying to see what time it was. I remember before I went to work or before I went to church that Sunday morning, I was kneeling there at my couch, just crying. God, why? Got to have help. I don't have any food. Electricity's off. Pulled up to the church that morning, parked my car, and I got out. I'm walking across the parking lot. My other brother, his name was Billy Lane, he said, Hey, Brother Scott, come here. I said, Yes, sir, Brother Billy. He's a brother drove a big Cadillac, always wore a big cowboy hat. I know that's hard to believe in Texas. <laughs> he said, Come here. I walked over there, didn't know what Brother Billy wanted. He said, here, he said, God just told me to give you this. He handed me an envelope, turned around and walked off. Consider who he is and what he's done. But how about this? Let's consider his word for a minute. Hey, you know what it says about it? John 17, 17, it says that thy word is true. 
Hey, you want to find what's real in this life? You want to hear the truth? Get that book, guys. Hey, let's be honest. There's a lot of false teachers out there today. I, I challenge you, man. I, I believe you preacher and say the same thing. Look it up in your Bible. Don't just believe what he says. Don't believe what I say. Look it up. Amen. Get that book down in. Say, man, what does God have to say? Hey, that's where we're going to find the truth. Hey, in the Scriptures, the Bible says that's where we find eternal life. Consider his word. You told a fellow this week, you told him God's exalted his word above his name. Man, can you imagine? And sometimes, let's be honest, we, we don't even read it. There's some of us this morning, to be honest, you hadn't even picked that book up and read it. You just got it down off the shelf to bring it to church with you so you'd look good. <laughs> Amen. Might as well be honest about it. Man, we get to going by and life goes so fast. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, man, we turn around at the end of the day, we hadn't talked to God, we hadn't looked at His Word. We ought to consider Hey, you need help for life? Get in that book. You need the answers to life right there. Never been up. Well, consider his word. Let me close with this. Look at the end of verse 52 there. It says this, For their heart was hardened. Their heart was hardened. Man, have you considered who He is or what He's done or considered His Word or is your heart just hard? See, that's the reason we don't consider. That's the reason these guys didn't consider. They had just seen 5,000 people being fed. The Bible says as they see Jesus walking up on the water, the wind stops. And the Bible says, look at it, verse 51, they're sore amazed. I mean, they're, they're, they're scared. They can't, in their mind, they can't even figure out what is going on. It's beyond measure. They, they can't even contain it in their mind. The reason was their heart was hard. The reason we don't consider who He is and what He's done or consider His Word because our heart gets hard. These fellows had just seen that. You and I have not seen things like that. And yet their heart was hard that quick. It's easy to get up whole parts apart, you know. To forget who he is. To forget what he's done. Forget that book. The message is this this morning. Be careful of a hard heart. It'll cause you to forget. 
speak out this week. We sing that old song. I need thee every hour. I'd almost want to change the words. I need you every minute, every second. And your heart hard this morning. Are you tender towards the things of God? Means your heart just pliable so that God can just kind of squeeze it a little bit. And you're ready to listen and obey. Or has he really got to put the screws on to get your attention? You've seen folks like that before. God really just has, I mean, he has to bear down on them to get their attention. Christian, I don't want to be like that. Amen. It's really easy. Let your old heart get hard. Kind of get away from it. His voice gets kind of faint. When you cry out, you have to wait a little while to hear. Let me ask you this morning. First, are you saved? Do you know him this morning? I'm not talking about do you know of him. I'm talking about do you know him and who he is. Is he your Savior? First, do you know you're saved? If you died right now, are you 100% sure that heaven's your home? If that's your testimony, would you just lift your hand just up and right back down? Preacher, I'm saved. No doubt about it. I know for sure heaven's my home. You can put your hand right back down. Let me ask you, is anybody this morning, you'd be honest with God? You'd say, Preacher, I'm not saved. I don't want to go to hell, but I... I'm not saved, preacher. I don't know 100% for sure that heaven's my home. Would you pray for me? If that's you this morning, would you just slip your hand up so I can see this morning and I'll pray for you. Not going to come to you. Not going to try to embarrass you. Just want to pray for you. Anybody like that this morning? Preacher, I'm not saved. If I died right now, I don't know for sure heaven's my home. Anybody like that? Now, Christian, let me ask you. How's your heart this morning? How's your heart? Is it hard? Or is it soft? 
You've been fellowshipping with Him? Have you kind of forgot who He is? As the piano plays this morning, the invitation is given. If you're not saved,